Zipper rolls out to the right, pitches off to Taylor, and Taylor's to the 20. Down to the 15, down to the 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown, Billy Taylor! Touchdown, Billy Taylor! Billy Taylor scored a touchdown from 21 yards out. The crowd goes berserk. It was November 22nd, 1969 that they came to Barry, Michigan, all dressed in maize and blue. The words were said, the prayers were read, and everybody cried. But when they closed the coffin, there was someone else inside. Oh, they came to Barry, Michigan, but Michigan wasn't dead. And when the game was over, it was someone else instead. Eleven Michigan Wolverines put on the gloves of gray, and as the organ played the victors, they laid Woody Hayes away. Under center is Wangler at the 45. He goes back. He's looking for a receiver. He throws downfield to fire. Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to this week's Visitor's Edition of the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Today we'll be joined by a radio legend. Maryland radio play-by-play voice Johnny Holiday. He was a disc jockey in the 50s and the 60s in Cleveland and San Francisco. Paul McCartney enjoyed listening to him and asked him to emcee the Beatles' final concert. In his 40s, Johnny changed his radio career path and got into play-by-play. He is the pre-post-game host for the Washington Nationals on TV and is now in his 39th season as the voice of Maryland football and basketball. He is one of the nicest guys in the business. Before he joins us, we'll get it started with my view from Section 17. Once again, we are double-digit favorites heading into a game. If you think we've had issues at quarterback, they are nothing compared to Maryland's this season. The Terps are the only team in college football to win with three different starting quarterbacks. Last week, they ended the game against Rutgers with their number four guy. Despite that, the Terps have the number four offense in the Big Ten, averaging almost 32 points per game. Defense is their issue. DJ Durkin has this team battling hard despite the injuries and lack of depth. It would be easy to look past this game and think about next week's trip to Madison and the home finale against Ohio State on Thanksgiving weekend. We best not do that, though. This is a business trip, and we better be ready to go. Here are some things I'd like to see this Saturday. Brandon Peters play another error-free game, and maybe air it out a bit more, take some shots downfield. Improve pass block protection from the O-line, and especially from the backs. Ty Isaac and Kareem Walker getting some work. Cutting back on the penalties, we've had too many of those. Quinn Nordine getting his mojo back. He could be huge for us in Madison and against the Buckeyes if we're in close games with them. Donovan Peoples-Jones may be breaking one on a punt return. He's been so close several times this year. Anything close to a repeat performance from Kalik Hudson, a sign that the last two weeks weren't a mirage and the offense has turned the corner as a unit. And finally, Wilton Spate back in uniform and throwing the ball around in warm-ups. I hope we see that. This is a big game. For us, it means growing the confidence of a young quarterback and team by playing well and winning on the road. For Maryland, it's a chance to beat a Big Ten blue blood in front of their home crowd. 
and move one more step closer to bowl eligibility, which will not be easy. Johnny Holiday has seen them come and seen them go during his years as the radio voice of Maryland football. He says DJ Durkin has the program on the right path. Undermanned, but battling this year. A number 15 recruiting class is coming in next year. And most importantly, the players have bought into DJ's program. Radio legend Johnny Holiday joins me next on this week's Visitor's Edition, here on The Michigan Man, on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Here with us on our visitors segment this week, I should say back for another visit, is the legendary radio voice of Maryland football and basketball, Johnny Holiday. As always, Johnny, great to have you with us. Mike, it's great to be with you. Thanks for giving me the time to share some minutes with you. We all know it's been just a very difficult season for the Terrapins this year, but you look back on Saturday afternoon up in Piscataway, uh, the Terps had the lead heading into the fourth quarter, but just could not hold on, could they? Yeah, you're exactly right. They've had they've had leads quite a few games this year, Mike, and and because of one circumstance or another, uh, the biggest problem has been they're they're basically beating themselves. And DJ Durkin has made the comment time and time again. I'm sure Jim Harbaugh feels the same way. If you get beat by the other guys, that's good. If you beat yourself, then that's that's a problem. And uh, mistakes at crucial times. And then having your first-string quarterback go down, your second-string quarterback go down, now your third-string quarterback gets hurt in the game against Rutgers, and you got to go to your fifth-string guy. That fourth-string guy was overlooked, and they go to number five. So you've had four quarterbacks in nine games this year that Maryland's played. And I don't care who you are, if you're Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, whatever team it is, when you've got a cycle like that, I don't think anybody can win. And everybody's busting their tails, trying to get on the right page, trying to trying to turn things around. But with injuries and with the quarterback situation, things have had to be simplified a little bit more. And they're doing the best they can with what they have to play with. And they're not about to give up. They go into every game feeling like they can win that game. They should have won yesterday when you got a lead in that fourth quarter. And uh, then Rutgers comes back and scores 17 unanswered points. And they win it 34-21. Uh, to 21. So they got some work to do, and certainly this will be a monumental task against Michigan, and nobody knows them better than D.J. Durkin, who would spend some time there, and uh, he would like nothing better than to knock off a very good Wolverines team, but they got to play probably a lot better in almost a perfect game, and Michigan has got to be missing at some cylinders. Well, before we talk about this week's game, Johnny, if we could just get Michigan fans up to speed on what we need to know about these Terrapins, and starting at quarterback, I think a lot of Michigan fans, college football fans already know the deal, but if it wasn't for bad luck, the Terps wouldn't have any luck at all, Johnny, when it comes to uh, the quarterback position this year. Uh, Through nine games, four quarterbacks. I mean, yesterday, Ryan Brand was the fourth quarterback, I think, to see action. One of the stats that I saw that was interesting is Maryland is the only school 
uh, to win games with three different quarterbacks. Uh, that says a lot, too, even though, as we've just talked about, they're second and third and fourth string for a reason, but they keep on chucking, don't they? Well, they, they, they would like to be the first team in the country and the only team to win games with four quarterbacks, <laughs> if, if that's possible. And uh, I was really I was really impressed with the way this, this kid Ryan Brand came came through. He comes in when Max Bortenschlager got hit. The kid took a shot off his shoulder, probably had a stinger or something, and thank goodness it wasn't a head injury, and they took him out of there. And Ryan Brand has only come in for a couple of plays this year early in the season. One was a fake field goal attempt that, uh, that didn't work, had not thrown a pass, and all this kid does is lead them down the field in their final drive, 17-play drive, used up almost seven minutes the clock. They went 63 yards. He throws a touchdown pass in the end zone, and it's called back because of holding by one of the offensive linemen. They got to replay it all over again, and on the last play of that possession, it's D.J. Moore who leads the Big Ten in, in receiving and, and touchdowns, and in the back of the end zone, just overthrew him, but his jersey's being held by the defensive back, and on the replays, it clearly shows it, and no flag was dropped. I mean, that's the kind of problems they've been having. They lose their starting quarterback, Terrell Pigram, in the first game against Texas. Then you lose Kasim Hill, the freshman kid, who probably would have taken over and been the starter all season long. He gets knocked out. Back-to-back guys are gone, both with ACLs. And then Max Bortenschlager, who thought he'd be holding a clipboard all season long, didn't expect to play. He's now the number one guy, and it's taken some time for him to get acclimated and familiar and to get comfortable with the offense, and they've kind of slimmed things down a little bit to take advantage of his strengths, which is his running game, and I'm sorry, his passing game, and he does run when he has to. And then you got Ryan Brand coming in, so it's, uh, you know, we used to be known as quarterback you, now it's basically quarterback who in College Park. So... The guys are the guys are fighting hard, and that's you know that's maybe one of the problems: the fact that you've lost so many quarterbacks. But still, I think the penalties have hurt them in crucial situations. They've been able to run the ball extremely well. They've got two of the best running backs, if not three, in Ty Johnson, Lorenzo Harrison, and Jake Funk. All three of these guys are big, big time running backs. And then the defense has not been up to the challenge of playing the way that Dirk and Coach Durkin wants them to play, and that's been the Achilles heel. They've just got to be get better on defense. They gotta get off the field in third downs, which means the guys have been out there a long time. They get wore down toward the end of the ball games, and you gotta start putting more pressure on quarterbacks. No sacks again against Rutgers. They had five against Indiana after having gone four games with no sacks at all. So there's still work to be done. They're not giving up at all. They got three games to go and like the coach says, anything can happen when you go out there and play college football. Well, despite the quarterback situation that we've uh, we've been talking about and just about everyone in the Big Ten knows about, Maryland is uh, averaging 30.6 points per game so far this year. That's the fourth in the conference, Johnny, which that is amazing considering you could be on your fifth quarterback this week. Yeah, but look at the the points they're giving up too, Mike. That, that's the problem. You know, you're giving up almost as many as you're scoring. And... Uh, it's 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 just it's still a work in progress, and I think Coach Durkin understands. He knows when he came here that it was going to take a little time to get the right guys in the right position to get the big guys to come to Maryland, which he's had some phenomenal recruiting classes his first two years. I think the one coming up is like 50th or 60th in the country. So he's convincing these young guys you want to come to College Park. It's a great opportunity to play in a big time institution, and with the proximity of Baltimore and Washington outside of College Park, Maryland, so. Much 
many things like after life after football for these kids. If you're not going to play in the NFL, you got the government here, you got Baltimore, you got all kinds of industry in this area, and so many things that they can point to is why you should come play at the University of Maryland, be part of something special. So he's uh, he's got a plan, and I think he's sticking to it, and it's going to be good. He's going to be a heck of a coach here for this school. The kids love him. They buy into his program. They know exactly what he's trying to do, what he wants to do, and boy, he is a player's coach. At least I think he is, and these guys love playing for him. You've been there a long time behind the mic calling the play-by-play. You've seen them come, and you've seen them go. Do you, do you really get a strong sense that DJ Durkin is that guy that can build the program into, you know, sustained success? Absolutely, Mike. I really do. I really do. I think, you know, he's young. He's not even 40 years old, one of the youngest coaches in the country. You know, he's worked there with Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. He worked for Urban Meyer uh, down at Florida and at Bowling Green. And he's, he's just been with some great coaches. And, you know, he's taking a little bit, I think, from this guy and that guy. And But he's also, he's his own guy. I mean, this is the way he wants to do things. He surrounded himself with a terrific, terrific coaching staff. And a couple of guys have been head coaches at other institutions. And one guy left Ball State, Pete Lembo, to come to Maryland to be an assistant. He was the head coach at Ball State and just wanted to be part of what uh, what D.J. Durkin's doing. He's not afraid to bring guys in with more experience coaching than he has and, you know, can pick their brain and take uh, their suggestions to heart. And I think he is absolutely the perfect guy for the University of Maryland. Great with the media, just a terrific guy, and uh, I really enjoy working with him. And I, you can feel his pain and you can see he just does not like to lose. He, he that's the, you ought to try to talk to him after a game on a post-game show, which is very difficult. You know, doesn't have a lot to say because you can feel the hurt in him that these kids have not come through the way he, he wants them to. But he believes in them. I think the fans believe in him, too, and, and certainly the University of Maryland does. It takes the time, you know, three, four, five years or more to uh, to, sure to, to ramp it up to be competitive, and he's got to yeah. get that. But, you know, Johnny, as, as I said, you've seen them come and you've seen them go. Uh, as the voice of Maryland football. How many years behind the mic for you this year? Well, this is my 39th. I started in 1979 when Jerry Claiborne was the head coach here. So I've gone through uh, some good times. I've been to the top of the mountain with some of these bowl games and been at the very bottom of the mountain, too. So, you know, it's a cycle that just goes around and around. You're not all, you're not always going to be successful. And sometimes you learn more, as, as a coach will tell players, sometimes you learn more when you're losing, uh, more about character, more about staying together, more about being, you know, in a brotherhood of uh, that fraternity of players that it's very difficult to, to really get the expression and the feeling of what it's like to be part of a team, especially a team that's not winning. And that's the test, I think, of every good player. And uh, I've had 30, this is, as I mentioned, year number 39. I've worked with some great coaches. Coach Claiborne, Bobby Ross was here. And, uh, you know, winning every single week and going to ball games. We had Ron Vanderlyn, we had Mark Duffner, we had uh, uh, we had Joe Krivak and, and uh, Ralph Friesen and Ron Vanderlinden, I mentioned Vanderlinden, and they get Randy Etzel, and now it's DJ Durkin. So had some great coaches in football. Some even fewer coaches in basketball came when Lefty was still coaching here at Maryland in basketball, and only a couple of guys since him: Bob Wade, Gary Williams, and now Mark Turgeon. So I've been very fortunate to be with one school for a long, long time, and love it today as much as I did that first year that I started back in 1979. So far this year in the Big Ten, Johnny, what a wild season uh, in the division specifically we have three weeks left in the regular season were you shocked that Iowa just really stuck it to Ohio State on Saturday and Michigan State beat Penn State 
You know something? I think that's what you can, if I'm Coach Durkin, that's what I'm telling these guys in this Maryland football team. Hey, guys, okay, you're going to be underdogs against Michigan. You'll probably be underdogs against Michigan State. You'll be underdogs against Penn State. But look what happened this past weekend. Ohio State goes to Iowa. They get whacked, okay? Penn State loses again. So anything can happen. You cannot say for sure that this team is going to win. I'm sure Ohio State felt by going out there, this will be a cakewalk, this will be a piece of cake. We'll get this win, go back home, and just keep rolling. And I'm sure the same thing that, uh, you know, they, they were saying up there at Happy Valley, same thing for Penn State. But the other guys sometimes want to win as much as you do, maybe even more than you do. And so that's what you got to be aware of and be aware of a letdown. And uh, you got to be at the top of your game all the time. That's a great thing about college football. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I remember coming up and, and, and defeating Michigan a couple of, what, 2014, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maryland beat them. And that's the only time that they beat them, uh, 23-16. And they had no shot of winning that game but they came away with an upset. And I've seen the same thing in basketball time and time again. The underdog rises up and the guys play their hearts out. The other team is a little bit off track and boom, you find out uh, right quickly that there's going to be an upset in the making. So that's what I think that they're probably teaching or preaching to teams around the country. Look what happened to Ohio State. Look what happened to Penn State. So fellas, play the game, play your best, and uh, strange things can happen. This morning I was watching uh, ESPN Sports Center. And the, the one take on this that I didn't like is uh, they were saying, hey, the Big Ten isn't maybe as solid and as tough as we thought it was because Ohio <laughs> State got whacked. Oh, yeah? Iowa. Ask, I know. ask Coach Durkin about that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, could ask, you could ask the Maryland players. The Big Ten is a tough, tough conference. I, tell you, this, I think it's much, much tougher than the Atlantic Coast Conference, in my opinion, anyhow. I mean, you're going, you're going from a Michigan one day to a Michigan State, a Penn State. You've already played Wisconsin. You've already played Ohio. There's just no easy games in either division, I don't think. And that's why it's such a great conference and I, I still think it's the number one conference in the country. With three weeks left in the regular season, of course we have the Big Ten Championship game coming up too, but right now Wisconsin is the only team left that you know probably realistically has a shot at the playoffs, Johnny, but man, they look very beatable, don't they? We thought so too, but when we played them at Wisconsin, it was, it was kind of a mismatch. They just had every single thing going for them. And the great thing about Wisconsin, and I think the great thing about the Big Ten, including when you come to Ann Arbor and play Michigan at your place, and Michigan State at their place and in Ohio State and, and Penn State is the fans. I mean, that, that is such a, a 12th man for these football teams to have the support that they have. And that's the thing that has pressed, impressed me the most. Sure, Wisconsin is good, but boy, those fans, they really help them. They, they stick it out the entire game. They're there from start to finish. And uh, I think I'd like to see that at Maryland a little bit more. Sometimes the fan support here is not the way I think it should be. And I'd like to see them do the same thing that we see at these other Big Ten schools really stay behind the team and, and stick with them in good times and in, in tough times and uh, you know right out that second half don't then all of a sudden disappear after halftime and, and head out to the parking lots to tailgate or something there's some pretty good football going on but I've been very very impressed and uh, the day we played Wisconsin uh, I'm not quite so sure anybody could beat them that day but maybe somebody will time will tell life on the road in the Big Ten is brutal uh, you play in Madison that it's a madhouse and Getting back to the Ohio State-Iowa game uh, on Saturday, Kinnick Stadium, uh, we've known for a long time. You go to Kinnick Stadium to play. I remember um, our legendary radio voice, Bob Eufer, used to say when he'd come on the air up there, he'd say, Welcome to Kinnick Stadium. I love this place. They designed a football stadium, and they left a little bit of room for the field. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just... 
very difficult. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> he he was uh, he was quite a character, wasn't he? He was. So, but he he nailed it there. But I guess getting back to my point, that's what makes this conference very tough. You're right. The fans are very involved, and it doesn't matter if you're Ohio State and JT Barrett coming off that impressive performance against Penn State last week. Now you go on the road, and they're ready for you in Iowa City. So it's tough. you got to protect the house at home. That's for darn sure. You better win those home games because when you go on the road, it's uh, it, it's it's tough. It's a heck of a battle for every team. And hopefully it's going to be the same thing when you know these teams come into Maryland here too. We can make it rather difficult on them. Well, this Saturday, of course, uh, Michigan visits College Park. And while we are seeing signs of improvement on offense up here, it, it's still a work in progress. And we know that. But the defense has been just off the charts. Do you see this Maryland offense, and I know we might see number three or four, even fifth quarterback this week from the Terrapins, we don't know, but do you see them being able to put enough points up to stay in this game? I would I would hope so. I don't think I don't think the scoring is has been a problem. As you mentioned earlier, the fourth leading scoring team in the Big Ten with thirty points plus a game. Mm-hmm. And uh I, I think they can, you know, they can move the football. They can put the points on the board. But when you've got guys like Higdon and guys like Evans who combine what for over 600 yards, it's going to be tough. That's that's. I don't think we face two running backs as good as they are, and especially when Coach Harbaugh plays both of them at the same time. And I mean, that's that's incredible, incredible. And looking at your numbers, the whole Minnesota, the 164 yards and 36 yards in the second half. I mean, that's, you're talking big time defense right there. And so that's, that's going to be a problem. And I'm sure right now the coaches are working hard and trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do against the Wolverines? And nobody knows them better than DJ Dirk. And he'll, he'll come up with something, I guarantee you. Well, do we know if Borton Schlager will be under center on Saturday? I know Monday is PJ's presser and maybe an injury update. Uh, or are we going to see Ryan Brand come Saturday? Well, I, I, I don't think he's going to say a thing, to be honest with you, Mike. I think he's going to hold that pretty close to the vest until uh, until Saturday. It may be just a game-time decision. But I would imagine if Morton Schlager can go, he will go. He's done a nice job of having been in there as the starting quarterback. And it's, it depends upon how serious that injury was. They don't release any kind of injury information until Tuesday when he, when he has his press conference. And if he can't go, I would imagine he'll have uh, no hesitation in putting Ryan Bryan back in there. The kid went 8 for 12, 68 yards, and, you know, Max uh, was 11 for 19 or 11 for 20, touchdown and the interception uh, against Rutgers on Saturday. So he's the number one guy, and I would imagine if he's healthy, he'll go, and if not, it could be Ryan Brand. And, well, you only got two guys. You got Brand or Henderson, and that's it. Unless you go over in defense and say any volunteers want to play, he's got guys that played high school quarterback, but I don't think they want to go that far. But you can't, I mean, you can't write a book about the guys dropping like flies in that quarterback position. It's been absolute. I've never seen anything like it in all my years of doing these games. And uh, but both these kids that had the ACL injuries, both the, both guys are coming back next year. They both got a medical hardship years, so that that's going to be good. Uh, one will be a, a junior, a sophomore, and one will be a, a junior next year. So that'll be something they can both. Look forward to they'll have an extra year to to participate well better days are ahead for maryland football we know that dj durkin has as you mentioned uh had a fantastic recruiting class this year and is number 15 might even end up higher uh by february so things look bright they 
doing? He, I, he's a great recruiter, a great motivator, as I mentioned before. But, you know, strange things are happening when, you, when you're when you an underdog, and they'll certainly be underdogs on Saturday. But that place will be packed. The place will be rocking. And I think everybody wants to come see what, what Michigan's got with a record of, what, 7-2 now? I think mm-hmm. you guys are 4-2 and two in the conference. And uh, it'll be interesting to see about your quarterback situation. The sophomore kid did pretty good. Didn't have to throw the ball much. Right. You got a running attack like you got. When we racked up the running yards, it was perfect for a young quarterback. Jim did not ask him to do much. He only threw 13 times, uh, 8 for 13. But Mike, he's only played three games, hasn't he? Something like that, three games? This was his first start. Wow. He surrounded himself with some good people and a good offensive line and a good running attack can make a quarterback look extremely good. Exactly. And I know in the next few weeks, we will find out more and more about young Brandon Peters. So my final question for you, though, Johnny, totally unrelated to football, actually. Uh, Big Ten basketball getting underway in the next couple of weeks. Conference play actually in December this year for uh, everyone. A lot of very good teams uh, in the conference this year, Johnny, and that includes the Terps. It is going to be a knockdown, dragout season of Big Ten basketball, isn't it? Well, that's one thing that, that I think Big Ten fans uh, have been impressed with, and that's been Maryland basketball. Mark Turgeon has come in here. This is his seventh year, and it's hard to believe he's already had six years of coaching these guys. And NCAA tournaments, three consecutive years, going to make it and you lose a kid like Melo Trimble who was all conference and everybody kind of depended upon Trimble in clutch situations to get him through and he's gone so it's not it's a it's a Melo Trimble less team this year but I think with all the pieces he's got this could be an uh, even better team than they had last year uh, with Justin Jackson he's preseason all conference and with uh, Anthony Cowan the, now the uh, point guard and you've got a kid from Baltimore, a freshman kid they came in named Daryl Marcel, and then you've got uh, Kevin Herter, who's also all-conference, and these kids are all young guys, three sophomores and a freshman, and they will build this team around those guys and a couple of big guys, and Michael Tchaikovsky and even Bender, uh, a lot of veterans coming back from last year, and uh, it's a team that Mark Turgeon says he really likes. He likes the chemistry they have, he likes the the way they've worked so hard, and he likes the fact that he's going to have a different team and he can mix and match different guys. Herter Last year was playing a four, now he's going to play a two or a three, and he's got some big guys, he's got some speed, and everybody gets along. But as you mentioned, it's tough in the Big Ten uh, with Michigan and Michigan State and then now all these other powerhouses you got, but the Turks have been able to hold their own in basketball, and I look for the same thing this year. Well, we have to get football out of the way yet. Three weeks left of football season, the regular season anyway, and then uh, on to uh, Big Ten college basketball, so it's going to be a fun winter, we do know that. Boy, you're not kidding, and I can't, you can't wait to get started in basketball but still uh, these guys are still hoping football wise you know you win a couple more games all of a sudden you've got yourself six wins and you become bowl eligible that's why there's so much to play for these last three games for Maryland starting Saturday against Michigan seems like the last few times we've been down there Johnny we had either tropical uh, storm coming <laughs> in or uh, torrential rains and the game was moved tonight and then moved back to a a noon. It's been sort of wacky the last few times Michigan's come down there. Yeah, we've had we've had rain the last couple of days, but I think Saturday should be pretty nice by the time the game time rolls around. Also, I would imagine we'll see maybe John Harbaugh on the sidelines with his brother too, like we have every time he comes down here. Yeah, I would think so too. And, and if it's a dry day, I, I think Michigan would love that. We uh, seems like we bring the rain with us uh, lately. Keep the rain away, Mike. Keep it away. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest on our visitor segment today has been the legendary radio voice of Maryland football and basketball, Johnny Holiday. Johnny, it's always a pleasure to uh, have you carve out a few minutes for us. It's a joy talking to you, and uh, we hope to see you soon. Mike, thanks for the time. Always good to be with you, too. 
Quick Hits is next as we wrap it up on our Maryland Visitors Edition here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Kids today, nothing has changed since Monday. Jim says there is a good chance we'll see the return of Michael Onwayno, Grant Perry, Ty Isaac, and Tyrone Wheatley Jr. Wilton Spate resumed light workouts this week, which included throwing the ball. He still needs to be cleared for action by the doctors, so we will see if he's dressed and warming up on Saturday. Here are a few game day notes. Michigan has won five of six meetings against Maryland. The first meeting was on September 28, 1985, in the Big House, a 20-0 Michigan win. Last year's game was played in Ann Arbor on November 15th, a 59-3 Michigan victory. D.J. Durkin is in his second year as head man, with a record of 10 wins and 12 losses. The Terps were 6-7 last year, 3-5 in the Big Ten. They played in the Quick Lane Bowl last year and fell to Boston College 36-30. Kickoff is scheduled for just after 3.30 p.m. on Saturday on BTN. As you heard Johnny Holiday say, the weather is supposed to be dry, sunny, and in the 50s. Thanks again to the legendary voice of Maryland football and basketball, Johnny Holiday, for being our guest this week. Next week, we head to Madison to take on the unbeaten Badgers. Well, they're unbeaten today. They play Iowa this weekend. And, of course, that's at loud and crazy Camp Randall Stadium. There is a lot on the line for both teams but the Badgers still have hopes of making the playoffs. Again, that's if they beat Iowa this weekend. On Tuesday's game day show, we'll have beat writer Nick Baumgartner from the Detroit Free Press joining us. Then on Thursday's Visitor's Edition, we are scheduled to have Badger radio play-by-play voice Matt LaPay with us. Matt has a busy week on tap, so if he can't swing it, we will have another member of the Badgers media team on the show. Don't forget our free show app is available from the Google Play and iTunes stores. You can hear us on iHeart, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Wolverine Sports Radio. If you get the show from iTunes, please rate or comment on the program. Thank you in advance. This Saturday against Maryland, we will find out more about our 7-2 Wolverines. Will the running game continue to improve? Will Brandon Peters throw the ball more this week? Can the injury-riddled but fourth-best offense in the Big Ten have any success against Don Brown's defense? It's a road game. And it's against a well-coached Maryland team that plays hard. We have our doubters, many of them in our own fan base. It's week 10, and time to show those doubters and naysayers this isn't the team that turned over a game to Sparty and laid an egg in Happy Valley. So stay tuned. That will do it for another week. We'll be back on Tuesday with Nick Baumgartner from the Detroit Free Press to recap Maryland and then focus on Saturday's huge game against what could be the unbeaten Wisconsin Badgers. At least we think they'll be unbeaten after this week, but Iowa, if they play even close to the way they played against Ohio State last week, may come out of Camp Randall Stadium with a victory. I guess that's what we love about college football, and that should be a great game. Thanks for listening, and have a great Wolverine weekend. 
I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Until next week, take care, and as always, go blue. Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. That's themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!